Blog Talk Radio. Now let's join Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media as we explore the inspirational worlds of music, media, and more.
What a beautiful song that has to be just really me. It's just such an amazing, and I know that we can talk about that a little bit more. Um, welcome to Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio, and I have a really special guest today with me, Consuelo Vanderbilt Costin, and she goes by the name of Consuelo Costin, but her heritage, dubbed as the Royal Heiress, um, Consuelo Vanderbilt. Um, we will talk a little bit more about that as we get into the show, but that song is off her latest release and it's beautiful and uh, I know she had a lot of fun doing that video and we're going to be talking a little bit more about her newest music and what she has coming up and all the different amazing events and different things that she's involved in besides just being such an amazing um, musician and um, she does so much for the world we're going to be talking more about that so let me bring her into the studio and um, I wanted to let everybody know that the chat room is open, and if you would like to call in, the number is 347-677-1036, and the show will be available on iTunes afterwards if you'd like to listen to it as a download, and also it will be available um, on Red Velvet Media On Demand as well. Um, are you there, Consuelo? I am. Thank you so much for such a lovely introduction. Oh, yeah. please, give me a break. That's such a killer oh. song. And oh. I was reading how much fun. Oh, by the way, she's on Facebook, and I'm going to give your website out real quick, and I'm also going to put it in the chat room. It's Consuela, It's Costin Music, C-O-S-T-I-N-M-U-S-I-C.com. And if you go there, you can see interviews. You can um, get the single. You can get them on iTunes, Amazon. Um, there's actual uh, a little thing on the bottom there where you can listen to a piece of the music. You can listen to the song and the videos behind the scenes. And I really love the story. I was reading a little bit about the story about you wearing, was it your great-grandmother's ring that you wore during that um, video? I did, or, yeah. I, heard, I read about Amazing. that. That sent chills up my spine when I read Aww. that. Yeah, yeah no, no, beautiful. The, the fantastic thing about we we shot at the Vanderbilt Museum, which was my great great grandfather Willie Kay's house and my great grandmother's uh-huh. summer house. Just the whole story and and feeling kind of I was embodying her. Um, I felt like mm-hmm. I was in the nineteen fifties and being able to wear her ring and wearing her pearls and and just experiencing like all oh, their old cars and everything is preserved exactly as it as it was when they were there and so. It's just, it's a very, very special, magical place. So this video means a lot to me. Yeah, I can imagine. to connect in a a very different way. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're in where you're feeling all the energies around you. And, um, you know, coming from such a privileged background and then making your own way into the world. And and we're going to talk about that. I want to talk about how you... (laughs) You started out when you were in London and singing in a children's choir, and then when you left school and you became a little rebel and stuff like that. I want I want to talk. Let's let you want to go back to the beginning. You want to talk about that first, and then <laughs> we can back go to the beginning. Yeah, let's go back to um, the beginning. Where did it start? Well, it started. You know, I was a gymnast, um, uh-huh. and I actually I started 
gymnastics uh, in L.A. when my dad actually taught uh, every Sunday this very cute little gymnastics class, and I was a precocious, blonde-haired, you know, hazel-eyed child who thought I could do everything. And, and I was like, yeah, I'm brilliant. I could do this. And then we moved to London, and I tried out for the squad, and they were like, mm-hmm, you have a lot of oh, work yeah. to do. So um, all these incredible, long-legged, amazing, you know, five foot six, you know, gymnasts. Um, and here I was, this short, uh, stocky little, I call myself like a miniature Mike Tyson. But <laughs> um, You're funny. So, and so, um, <laughs> you are I, not I, short I, and stocky. You're beautiful. I, 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 yeah, you're oh, God. So I, I grew a little bit, but yeah, at that time there was definitely a lot of muscles going on, and um, and so I loved gymnastics, and it was just a, an amazing sport, and it taught me a lot about discipline. And by the time I was eleven and a half, my parents had to really decide whether or not I was going to be homeschooled and really taking gymnastics to the next level, or you know, going to school and, and focusing. And so I think there was always an element of me being afraid I was going to get hurt, and so. Um, we stopped that and no regrets. Uh, but again, it, it taught me so much. And then I tried out for the school choir and didn't get in. And I was so upset. I'm like, God, I can't believe this. I can't get in. So I trained for about six months and ended up having the loudest voice in that choir and haven't shut up since. <laughs> wow. That's, that's pretty amazing. That's <laughs> tell me, tell me what it was like growing up as a Vanderbilt. I mean, you had so many expectations on you. I'm sure from so many different people. You're gonna do what? You're gonna sing? You know, like kind of like that kind of thing, probably, right? <laughs> um, you know, I I think where my story and my path has been incredible is is that my mom married my stepfather when I was about two. Well, no, they go together mm-hmm. when I was about two. And um, he is a self-made man, and, and he really taught me that, uh, that just about work ethic. The meaning, about, yeah, uh, I can imagine. The meaning of what, and, and, and finding my own way and finding my own name and, and really being who I am. So a lot of what my mom's upbringing was and the way she was raised was very different to the way that I was raised. Um, yet I was able to kind of come back and forth from that world, you know, where my dad was much more involved in that and my grandparents. And, and so I think that where I, I've really been able to see a lot is getting the best of both worlds. Um, mm-hmm. So being able to develop my own work ethic, having my own job. My dad said to me at 18, if you want to be an artist, you need to live like one and figure out exactly what you want to say and who you are. And so that's really been my, my message, my motto. And, and and I truly believe that I don't think I could be the artist that I want to be had I not led the life I've led. You know what I mean? See? If everything had always been so easy or if I hadn't really understood what it meant to make my own money and struggle and fall and fail and, and all the things that I think um, make it make for being a great storyteller and being human and, and growing. Um, and you are a storyteller, and I know that you've gone, you, you've told a lot of your own personal life stories through your music, and I know a lot through the things that um, you and I are currently talking about you working on, which is some music for a movie. So we're just going to let that little cat out of the bag and say a little bit about that, but um and we're going to talk about your um, other um, wonderful, wonderful um, thing that you're going to be doing. We'll, we'll get into that. But 
Let's talk about your music and um, how you dedicated some of the music to your mom and about the different songs that you've written and that are available on the net because I think it really is very near and dear to your heart, the cancer research and society. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's really important. And some of your training. I want to talk about the people you've worked with and stuff. And you've played with Joe Cocker. You've sang with Joe Cocker. Oh, my gosh, Joe Cocker. Yeah, amazing. Legend. Absolutely legend. You know, he's he was so fantastic in the sense he could be so still and yet connect with everyone. It, it was really powerful to be on stage with him and watch. You know what I mean? It it didn't take a lot of, you know, big sets and lights or anything like that. He was so in his music um, that that's what made him so brilliant. He was so authentic about that. I saw Bruce Springsteen in concert once, and, and I felt the same way. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Going back to your question about uh, oh about um, my yeah, I want to talk about mom. your music and 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 some of the things that you've recorded specifically for your mom and about the song and how it changed people's lives. Let's talk about that. I well, thank you for saying that. My you know my mom was diagnosed seven years ago with ovarian cancer, mm-hmm. and you know I, I really just felt so helpless, um, not knowing where to go, who to speak to. And and um, and so I joined this incredible organization called the Ovarian Cancer Coalition of Greater California. And my band and I at the time wrote the song Better Days in dedication to my mom and what she was going through and, and how I, I felt she was, I mean, obviously I couldn't feel how she was feeling, but I was trying to just give her encouragement. And just for the days that I wasn't able to be there, it was just like this is my little... This is my little contribution to you. Um, and I ended up licensing the song Better Days to the American Cancer Society. And that was just such a gift because I was able to go with my band and play and all the Relays for Life and, and really help to support and feel like in my own way I was contributing and, and giving back. So 100% of the proceeds went to the American Cancer Society. Um, and I wrote another song called Find a Way with Andrew Roachford, who's an absolute legend in England. Um actually one of the longest standing artists signed to Sony. And uh and we dedicated this song, Find a Way, to the Ovarian Cancer Coalition. And so any form of research or um just you know, anything that they needed this the song helped to provide funds for that. So mm-hmm. those two songs have been um really important to me and, and something that um I just I've I've always been proud to play, proud to showcase and, and the and to give back in, in my own little way. Yeah, I think that you did that, and I think that it's always very emotional when you're doing something that's very near and dear to your heart. Um, and I and and that is available on YouTube. You can check it out. That song. It's available on Better YouTube days. and also on iTunes. Better Days on iTunes, and also Find a Way is also on iTunes on Amazon. And again, 100% of the proceeds go back to cancer-related charities. Mhm. Mhm. Now, what are some of the other charities that you're working with right now? I am actually currently working with the American Heart Association in New York, and I'm chairing their next uh, 20th anniversary next year, which is really exciting. Uh, the Gabriel Foundation, which is a brilliant cancer-related charity with uh, Denise Rich, Um and uh, and the Ovarian Cancer Coalition. So 
you know, and very near and dear to my heart. Yeah, that's you know, that's something. Yeah, finding a way to to do what we can to touch people's lives. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about music. How did you know that this was what you really wanted to do besides singing in your choir at school? What were some of the first things you did, and what were you listening to? As far as music, you know, as I said, I was this very precocious little blonde-haired child, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. and um, and I would dress up in my mom's crazy heels and run around and you know do Madonna impersonations and put on my little like shows and and I just always knew that I loved to perform and I loved to entertain and, and as I said, I loved to be a storyteller um, and it was kind of how could I you know my both of my parents, well, three of my parents, um, are very big personalities. So it's like, well, how can I be a bigger personality <laughs> in the midst of this? And I just, through that, through entertaining, I found this incredible love of of music and, and connecting to connecting to my own voice and my own words. So what was most interesting part, I think, really about my journey is I had all these phenomenal singing teachers, Raz Kennedy who taught Bobby McFerrin, Ron Anderson, who who's a living legend who worked with Whitney Houston and and many, many others. Um, and most of my training was really through exercises. So it wasn't actually a lot about um, songs. It was more just about the, the discipline of practice. And mm-hmm. I found my voice through my own writing. And that's been uh, an incredible gift for me. So I don't have necessarily like a Christina Aguilera, like a, a huge range, but in in my way, it's uh, it yeah, it's my, it's my way of connecting through through my songs. Mm-hmm. So that's that's been very important to me, and I and I don't think that I would genuinely have pursued and be a singer as long as I have if I wasn't a songwriter. Yeah, I think that you're. That's very true. That's. That's so true, and it comes through um, because you're very, very, very classy when it comes to that. Um, Thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. I just think that, you know, it's not just you're not just doing your music. You're also giving people an inside look in what you're doing. And I think the introduction to the song that you did for your mom where you're talking about cancer is really important. Um, A lot of people don't do that. And I know that you've done quite a few performances, live performances. Um, Tell me about those and how that has really changed you and made you feel more comfortable being in front of an audience and doing stuff like that. Well, I think one of the greatest, you know, Scientist Sanctuary Records in the U.K., and that was such a, a brilliant, fantastic experience working there. Um, and then when I moved to L.A., I formed a band and was in and out of production deals. And we wrote this. I, I'm, I'm really proud of the record that we wrote. And one of the songs from the record was called Naked. And this fantastic producer named Dan DeLeon, who's a brilliant remixer, um, my hairdresser said, listen, he has to hear this track. He's fantastic. And and he needs to remix it. And I said, what? What are, you, what are you talking about? And he said, no, you have to. I said, okay. So 
He remixed the song, and I'm not joking, Naked ended up staying on the Billboard dance charts for 16 weeks and went to number 11. And that embarked, three and a half years ago, my entire journey into the dance pop world. So before I used to, you know, kind of classify my music as sensual pop rock, and it was much more uh, band-influenced, and this was such a departure. And so I'm segueing into the into the live. Um, my my whole show and appearance and everything completely shifted. So instead of working necessarily with musicians, now I was working with dancers and choreographers and building different, totally different shows than I ever had before. So one of the greatest things I did was I went and I performed in Washington, right on the hill in front of 250,000 people toward Gay Pride. And literally the most beautiful transgender, just unbelievable energy. I looked at the crowd and I'm like, oh my God, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. And they're like, ah! It's just, it was so magical. And the impact of music in that forum was so different than anything I'd ever experienced and be able to work with dancers and, and expressing through one's body versus it's just, it's, I mean, I think, I think dancers are, are truly such an incredible expression and such an amazing no, freedom. No, totally. Um, it's an art. So that's, and I'm a dancer, uh, so I totally get it. You know, I, I've danced ever since I was little, so I totally understand oh, really? the expression part of it. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's like a, it's an, um, it's a, outlet of your own emotional it's an emotional outlet just like this music for you is such an emotional outlet which i think is it, really it important because it lets people so, know you better it, it totally you know? does and, and i think that that was what was so amazing to see that you could write a song in in one way and then it could be transformed into so many different genres of music and i love that um and then being able to do shows around that so whether it's working with a band or whether working with dancers I love to perform and I love to connect and I love to give people a great show. And so, you know, I was just in Germany. Uh, I launched my album July 23rd in Germany, Austria, mm-hmm. and Switzerland. And I cannot tell you the freedom and the love that the Germans have for music. I have never in my oh, life no, they love it. Like it. I totally got it. Yeah, you and I talked about I performed about on that. this yep. morning show called ZDF, Vanzegarden. And I'm not joking. There were, you know, their biggest morning show, so they had, uh, you know, millions of viewers, not bragging, but just, you know, and I came up the stage and literally they were screaming from both sides and just people that I'd never met and they had pictures of me for the last seven to eight years and just, oh wow, uh, it was such an, inc- you know, I cried. I, they thought I was a complete crazy woman, like this American just standing there crying and I'm like, no, you've, you've touched me in a way that I never knew that my music touched you this way and and I would do anything to give you the greatest show alive so it was just oh my god I it makes me cry now I, I really I have never been no, so touched I hear in my you. life yeah, it was really a magical a magical moment yeah so I can I know what that's like it's like you get that validation of of what you've worked so hard for and then here are people actually enjoying what you're doing um so besides Germany, I know that you've done um you you've done some modeling and also besides that um you've worked on a show called Pop Stars on the WB network. Um, I did. I was the youngest songwriter on the David Foster's record. Oh wow. Um, and I've licensed a lot of my songs to um films and TV and just 
everything that I can do to get my music out there. That's amazing. Hey, listen, I want to say to everyone, if you'd like to call in and ask either myself or Consuelo a question, the number is 347-677-1036, and the chat room is open if you'd like to go in there. Um, And I'm looking at the numbers. There are a lot of people listening live. And I just got a message from my friend who's in Stanton Island. He said that he's friends with uh, Bobby and Neil. Bobby and Neil Vanderbilt? On the st- and on Staten Island, do you know them? I don't know them. No. Funny. You know that our family reunions, no joke, are at uh, our family's graveyard, which is actually coming up in October. <laughs> oh, how funny! <laughs> we connect. I know it's the craziest thing I've ever known. <laughs> that is so funny. Uh, yes. How many? How many? Uh, how many people have you? How many of you come together for the family reunion? This is going to be my first. So I will come back and let you know. I do not know how many people are going to be attending, but I know that I need to bring some sort of plant or something to, to um, you know, whether it's a sunflower or, I, I, I you know, that's why I was a just told to, to bring something. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. That's so cool. And, you know, um, I want to ask you in regards to television and stuff like that that you've done, um, I know that you've done some of that we're going to segue into what you're going to be doing um next month in a few moments and um we're going to talk about that cool little blurb i found and how ironically enough that's going to be part of what you're going to be doing <laughs> um but let's talk about um you've had a lot of you've had songs that have been recorded by other people um right the song was recorded by Eden's Crush which featured um, Nicole Eden's Crush, yeah, that yeah, Nicole Schwarzenegger. I know, isn't that amazing? Yeah, so that was really a gift to have David Foster's album. I mean, that was just I love that, and then being able to go on the show and then watch the girls actually sing the song, that was really fantastic. Well, let's talk about. Hold on, I've got a, we've got a call actually. Do you want to take a call? I would love to take a call. Okay, let's see who it is. I have to make sure it's a legit call here. Hold on, four one five. You're on the air. Who's this? Allie. Hi. Who's this? Hi, my name's Allie. Hi, Allie. Can I help you? Hi. Hi. Yeah. No, I had a question for Consuelo. Sure. I wanted to know some of the artists that influenced her um, on her journey to become a singer. Yeah, that's a good uh, question. Hi, Allie. That's a great question. I love that question. Well, Madonna has been an absolutely huge inspiration for me. Um, I'm also, I just, I love really strong women. So even watching like Annie Lennox recently, I think she's such a brilliant songwriter and such a great storyteller. Um, And actually, Katy Perry, I think she is kind of, to me, the closest representation of Madonna as a brilliant entertainer and storyteller and I think she's absolutely fantastic so I'm a huge fan oh I love Katy Perry that's awesome Katy Perry is cool huh yeah yeah and Consuelo has you know I mean she's worked with every you know a lot of people and a lot of the songwriters and a lot of people that you've been working with Consuelo have worked with Madonna Whitney Houston Mariah Carey um, so that's kind of some of the training Anthony you're getting. Little. And you know, that's yeah, a really good sure. question, Allie. 
that you asked. I was going to ask her because um, I asked her what she was listening to as she was growing up, and that's a good question. Who were your Who were your mentors? As you know, I can hear that as a question too that we can ask you. Who mentored you in your music, really? Who were you looking up to? You know, I didn't. This is that's a great question. I didn't have a lot of mentors. I know a lot of uh-huh. you know a lot of artists do. I I didn't really have a lot of mentors. But uh-huh. what I did is I had a lot of people along my journey that that have been incredibly instrumental. Like Christian Seidel, who was my first manager, would fly me from London to Munich at the age of nineteen, and he would lead me in these incredible little cafes in Munich and. And uh, and he would say, listen, I want you to write as though there's no one here and no one will ever know and no one will ever experience you. Just write with complete freedom and mm-hmm. learn to figure out kind of what you want to say. And that was such an amazing gift. And, and uh, he really was the biggest inspiration for me in really starting my career. And, and one of the first songs that I wrote with him, Let Love Wash Over Me, uh, is the song that I got signed to Sanctuary Records. Wow. So... You know, that's a, so in my way, mentors can be people that, you know, I've had the greatest experiences in the world of meeting people on planes. I know that sounds crazy. And at airports. Go, go figure. And at airports. Like you have nothing to lose. <laughs> no, seriously. I know about airports. And what about if you're standing in a hallway and um, you hear the echo and you want to just start singing, sing to yourself. I love doing that stuff. You can hear yourself See, singing. you and I need to meet. Exactly. <laughs> Totally get that. I want to say again really quick, this is Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio, and if you tuned in late, the show is available on iTunes afterwards. The chat room is open, and you can call in 347-677-1036. We have one live caller on the line with us right now. Allie, did you want to stay on the line, or would you like me to mute you? Did you want to, Did you have any more questions for us, or did you want to just listen and continue? Um, I, I have more questions. Oh yeah, go for it. Okay, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> All okay. yours. It's your time. Um, so um, I was also wondering, do you live in New York, or do you? Where do you live? I live in New York. I moved to New York about three, just over three years ago. She's okay, bi-coastal. Like <laughs> bi-coastal. Okay. Are you going to have any shows in LA anytime soon? Well, we're actually launching the album in October. Um, the next single, Girl with a Loaded Gun, and I mm-hmm. preface this, this song is a metaphor. It is not at all what that that means. It's a girl power song. Um, just have to say that. Um, so, yes, I will be. I'm doing a lot of shows in New York at the end of September, beginning of October, and then I will be coming to L.A. probably mid-October and doing shows in L.A. and then back to Germany. Okay, great. So stay tuned and check my website, costinmusic.com, and uh, and it's a full update on everything that's happening. Yeah. I had you on- and I yep. do Facebook, Consuela Costin. Um, I have my fan page yep. there. Yep. Okay. Awesome. And live interviews. And if you go to costinmusic.com, you can see her live interviews, what's happening, about videos, and how to contact her if you need to reach her. Um, we're going to be getting into more of the other things she's going to be doing, which I think you're going to get a little excited about if you're if you're a girly girl like me. Um, <laughs> it's I'm kind totally of fun. Girly girl. Uh, well, then when you hear what we're go- what she's going to be doing, um, you're going to love it, and you're going to be like all over it. 
which I was <laughs> when she told me all about it. And um, we're getting Consuelo um, involved in something near and dear to her heart, something about cancer. Besides some of the things that she's doing, there's talks about her doing some music for a movie that we're thinking about doing. So that's kind of cool. Oh, very, yeah, no very way. cool. I think, I think, really, seriously, Consuelo, there's a lot of people. I mean, Allie, how old are, are you? You sound like you're like in your twenties. Yeah, I'm 29. Are you a singer? Are you? Do you sing? Um, I used to sing when I was younger. Yeah, a lot. And what do you do now? I'm a if therapist. You don't You're a therapist. So, yes. uh, so this is like nice for you. This is like good for you. You get to hear all this stuff. Um, so, you know. But my mom her, passed away from cancer too. Oh yeah. So this See is the real touches really everyone's lives. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cancer touched my life too, my mom and myself. So, um, yeah. So we can very much, um, we we understand this, and um, I I applaud Consuela for her being so brave and doing all the amazing work that she's doing and done so far and going to be doing regarding cancer and also all the other nonprofits that she's been involved in. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, me too. My God, you're such a strong and powerful, amazing woman doing the show and, and really supporting artists and, and everything that you've been through yourself and, and really oh, you know, I love being it. such a fighter and it's just I have fantastic. a good story to so, tell. You're dubbed yes, you Rebel er- the Rebel Heiress. I'm dubbed Joan of Arc. So there, <laughs> there you go. You know, we were we've got to meet. <laughs> I love so it. So we've got we've got we've got it here. You know, it's like um, it's there. So you know, you missed the song that we opened up with. Did you hear "Lose My Mind"? Um, did you get to hear that, Allie? Yes, I did, and I loved it. Isn't it pretty? It's really pretty, and it's also a really good dance song. And Girl with a Loaded Gun, which we're going to end with, is a really cool dance song. And um, I can't wait to um, be able to play that. And, like, it's on um, the websites now. You can check it out. And it's very, very fun. And um, what are the uh, what are some of the other tracks, Consuela, that are going to be released? So from that Hate Myself the Morning After, which is mm-hmm. uh, that song title, mm-hmm, you know, it's that it's that night that you just uh, really wish <laughs> you would forget and never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and Love Song, um, which was actually produced by Peter Collins, who did all of Bon Jovi's records and all of Jewel's records. And he is just one of the greatest living legends. He wears a suit to the studio. We recorded at the House of Blues in Nashville, and I had a huge string quartet there, and, oh, my God, just absolutely magical. Um, So those are a few of the singles coming up. Wow, that's amazing. I know. It's so fun. When you get to play with full-blown orchestras, you know, that's like a whole, that's a whole other trip, you know? It's a whole... You know, I have to say, one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life was I was at Abbey Road, watching John Williams conduct the London Symphony Orchestra for Star Wars. Oh, that you're kidding. That was insane. No, that was pretty oh, remarkable. I wanted to see that. 
<laughs> I wanted to see that so bad. I and when that was going around, and um, I really did want to see that. That's that's amazing. What was that like? Did they have visuals? Uh, oh yeah, that? no, it was you, you. I was inside the booth watching George Lucas, and they were conduct. It was yeah. It was a world that I, I yeah. It was like that moment you just want to stop time, freeze time, and yeah, it was absolutely. No words can describe that. I can imagine. I mean, that's like chilling. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's pretty chilling. Um, Allie, did you have any more questions for Consuelo? No, I'm okay. Thank you. Thank you, Consuelo. Um, hey, Thank Allie, you, Allie, did so you much for calling mute... in. Allie, did Thank you want you. me to mute you so you could listen to the rest of the show? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right, cool. Hold on. And if you have any more questions, just type it into the chat room and I'll bring you in. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Thank you. Okay, that was fun. Yeah. And I she's know. Calling locally so sweet. too. She's in four one five. So that's kind of that's 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 very very cool. Um, again, I wanted to say if you did miss the beginning of the show, it'll be on iTunes. You know, I need to let people because there are a lot of downloads on these shows afterwards, which you know is kind of cool because a lot of people really really want to tune in on it. And I want to again say it's costinmusic.com, C-O-S-T-I-N.com. I'm actually going to put that into the chat room right now. And also what's cool about it is you can see the videos and we and you can um, actually read. I think you can read a little bit about the time when you did the one video and you were wearing your the ring and you were in the Vanderbilt play Vanderbilt property and how it felt for you. So I think a lot of people really need to know that whole feeling of everything. Um you know, I wanted to ask you, uh when are when when can we um look to see you playing live? Are you um releasing those dates yet or are you just is that kind of still all in the works? We are. I have dates coming up as I said at the end of September in New York. And then mm-hmm. um, and then coming to L.A. in October, and the album is going to be launched in the U.S. in October. So I will definitely come back and let you guys know uh, officially once we have the date. Oh, yeah, and I'll be there for sure. That would be <laughs> fantastic. Definitely going to be there. So appreciate Are you kidding? Tracy and I both, right? Tracy and I both. Tracy will be here. <laughs> yeah, my soul sister, so she will definitely be here. Um, you know, segueing from your music, if if you're yeah. comfortable with that, or if of you course. want to, can yeah. yeah. I want. I was you and I were talking, and you were telling me a little bit about a project you're going to be doing, and it's not really just a project; it's really something amazing. You're going to be carrying on the legacy of the Vanderbilt um, heritage. Um, can I read? Can I read what I found online, and then when I told you, and you go, "Oh my God, that's going to be on the tag of every single piece." Um, of course. I'm going to read it. Okay, it says, all Vanderbilt women have pearls, which I totally agree. Okay, this is totally cool. At lunch one day in a hotel with her son Reggie and his new wife, Gloria, Alice Vanderbilt asked whether Gloria had received her pearls. Reggie replied that he had not yet bought any because the only pearls worthy of his bride were beyond his price. His mother then calmly ordered that a pair of scissors be brought to her. When the scissors arrived, Mrs. Vanderbilt 
promptly cut off about one-third of her own $70,000 pearl necklace and handed them to her new daughter-in-law. There you are, Gloria. She said, all Vanity Belt women have pearls. So that there how is where we're going to segue into what you're going to be doing next and how that goes in with what you're going to be doing. So there we go. I signed. <laughs> I love that. I'm I love so happy you found that story. It's so fantastic. It's so beautiful. Um, so my great-grandmother, Consuelo mm-hmm. Vanderbilt Earl, who mm-hmm. I was named after, she passed away on my birthday at 107. Mm-hmm. Can you believe oh, that? Wow. No, I Long can't. Life. That's crazy. And so two days before my wedding, I was given mm-hmm. her amazing pearl and diamond turn-of-the-century ring. And uh, about two years ago, when we moved to New York, all of her personal tangible items, like literally the most incredible watches and necklaces and bracelets, were sold to Doyle's. And mm-hmm. my sister ended up actually buying one of the engagement rings. And, and I was so devastated. I'm like, I can't believe that American history and, and her legacy in this world, um, you know, sadly just isn't necessarily now in our family. And mm-hmm. so I teamed up with this brilliant jeweler. It was Michelle Peronese, and his family's been mm-hmm. in the industry for about 150 years. And we did a high-end 12-piece pearl and diamond collection to see the interest of the Vanderbilt name in jewelry. And uh, and it did very well. And meanwhile, I then signed a deal with the Home Shopping Network. And wow. it was absolutely fantastic on this series of the five generation women of Vanderbilt Pearls. So your brilliant story that you found, every single tag of every piece, there is those scissors to represent that story. Is that amazing? <laughs> it is. It's I love too, that. I love that you found that. It's too cool. And you know what? It was it wasn't like I was looking for it either. It it popped out. I put in because I love pearls, and I was looking, and I was, and I was, what do they look like? Because you know, you think pearls, and you think of Coco Chanel, and you think of different things. Because she kind of was the whole one that was wearing the long ones. But then I was reading where, and I was seeing a lot of the crossover between the Vanderbilt and the pearls with um, Coco Chanel and stuff. So that there, in its own, is its own story. So that. That's amazing. So let's talk about what kind of collection you're going to have on, on um, HSN, what people so can get. So we have basically the inspired by pieces. So mm-hmm. pieces from my mother's, pieces from my grandmother or my great-grandmother, and all the visuals of them actually wearing the pieces. So you really mm-hmm. feel, and what I want to make sure is, is that I'm creating a moment in time that people – are able to see what it was like, but my own modern version and my own modern take of it. So you're getting kind of, I would say, you know, the the modern Vanderbilt version of this, but also, as I said, a throwback to really the five generations uh, and really getting an understanding of what that world was really like. And as I'm taking people on a journey, I'm learning myself. And so that's what's so extraordinary about it. So we have between necklaces and fantastic bracelets and, um, just amazing, unique collector's pieces that have never been seen before. Yeah, I know. I can imagine. I just posted, actually, on my Facebook a picture of Gloria 
from Life Magazine wearing her pearl necklace with her. <gasps> looks like she's got the golfing gloves on. Yeah. And a really beautiful dress with the beautiful neckline with the with the flower embroidered on it. And it's gorgeous with the quote, and I just tagged you in it. So there you go. <laughs> That's so fantastic. I and we have you. a big piece, the Venerable yeah. Rose, which was Ooh. the, yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm like totally into that. Tell me Yay. about that piece. So that was my great-great-aunt. Consuelo uh-huh. Vanderbilt, the Duchess of Marlborough's piece. And so you can wear this as this incredible brooch over a scarf. You can wear it over a dress. You can Ooh. wear it beautiful, like, corset in the back and make it something unique and modern, um, something for the everyday woman. But the everyday woman. And then we've got these incredible interchangeable pieces, too. So I've got this amazing pearl ring that you can actually, like, wear you know, during the day you can wear your white pearl, and then at night you can wear your black pearl. So yeah, again, I'm looking, it's really I'm looking at these it's, pictures. They're amazing. Um, uh, of um, of Gloria wearing when she first appeared in Harper's. It's a heart with two uh-huh. little hearts hanging. I've got that one. Then I've got a really cool picture here of Gertrude Vanderbilt Whitney. Painted by in 1916 with her pearls. These are really cool pictures, and oh man, just some of these are so iconic. Just gorgeous pictures, but you know, um, they're just you know, I can see I can see where you're gonna do this, and this is gonna be something fun. Now, when can we find you on um, HSN for that Home Shopping Network? By the way, I guys, that's be- what that means. Home Shopping Network, I will be on in November. There will okay. be two dates. There will be the Tuesday special, and then mm-hmm. um, and then I have my own primetime show. But I will definitely confirm dates with you um, as soon as we know. I'm going to Tampa, actually, September 25th. So Yeah, and you know what we should do? We should actually do a show when you're at a Home Shopping Network and talk about how people can mm-hmm. be part can of the legacy. It with us. Oh, yeah, yeah, fantastic. definitely. Thank you so much. That would be no, amazing. I would love to do that. But, you know, first and foremost, my most the most important thing for me is to let people know that you are a beautiful songstress and um your music has touched like I said so many people's lives in so many different ways. Just like the the person that called in Allie who said she was, you know, you know, touched with it by her mother, her own mother having cancer. So, you know, I think that's really important that you are a voice for so many people, you know. Thank you, and Holly. That means a lot. Thank you so much. No, it does. It does. Totally. I'm checking my phone here just to make sure about tonight, and you and I are going to talk about that later afterwards. Are you going to be available um, when we're done here? Of course. Absolutely. Okay, cool. And, you know, we're going to, um, let's see. Play Girl with a Loaded Gun. (laughs) We're going to end the show with Girl with a Loaded Gun. Tell me about that song. And um, originally it was kind of like we weren't sure, but you know what? We're going to play it. So tell us a little bit about that. you You were the first ever radio station that is playing that song. I want you to know. Yay. Yes. So. This is uh, fresh. This is new. Again, never been played. 
Um, this is a girl power song. This is a song that we all feel at those one moments, but it's like that breakup just hurts a little bit too much. And it's like, oh, I can't take it. Um, and all of the metaphors of the things that you would want to do. But as I said, they're metaphors. This is not, this is not what I really think. <laughs> it's, it's my imagination. So, but I love the song and I'm very proud of it. And, uh, and thank you for playing it. Are you kidding me? I am very honored to be able to play this song. I think it's really important um, because a lot of people really want to know what what you're doing. And this is great music, guys. And um, we are going to be playing that song. And also make sure you check out um, for the Vanderbilt Pearls as well um, coming up um, next month with Consuelo herself on Hope Shopping Network. And um, also be looking out for more of Consuelo's music and again, I'm going to give your website out. It's it's costinmusic.com. And if you go there, you can see where you can get her music on iTunes and on Amazon. And there's little, um, you know, videos on there which are really cool behind the scenes. And you can definitely see some of the Vanderbilt um, history in some of these videos. It's really cool. And I love the one in Germany. Uh, I just, you know, where you were setting up and... That's that was a great moment. Oh, my God. That was just really unbelievable. You know, I want to ask you before we end our show. This has been such a treat to be here. Oh, it is. You know, and I want to ask you before we end the show, before I go to that song, tell me in your play, in, in, in all the times that you've played, have you had any special moments with anyone in particular, any of your fans that you want to share with our listeners? That's a beautiful, oh my God, I love that question. That's a really, really beautiful question. Um, have I had a moment with a fan yeah. that I really felt? Just um, like what we just you know, had where that beautiful woman called and told us how you touched her with your song. I just had a an, a really incredible moment actually while I was in Germany. And there was someone who was sitting right in the front of the audience and he came to me at the end, and he honestly had tears in his eyes. And he had been just watching and kind of growing with me over the last, you know, eight years. And he had every single different image, and he wanted me to sign all the pictures. And he was just so beautiful and so touched. And I, I don't know, I, I he he really he made a huge impact on me. So yeah, wow. that that was that was a phenomenal moment. See, you know, it's moments like that that live in your heart forever. Yeah, it's and true. it's 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 things like that, that you remember. And it's kind of like you know, a photograph in your own memory. And I totally, I totally get that. Um, so I'm really glad that you were able to share that with us today. I want to let everyone know we will be here on Friday too. I'll be posting the details on that show, but I wanted to say today's show, if you missed the beginning of it, again, it'll be available on iTunes and afterwards on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. And I want to thank everybody for being here today. I want to thank you, and I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day, and hopefully you'll be able to make it to this really cool art opening gallery, which I'm waiting for the RSVP on. 
Our friend Mick Rock is having an art Thanks. opening for his new David Bowie book. So hopefully thank you, you'll Holly, be there. Thank you, so much. This yeah, has been no, such a and treat. I'll be, I'll, and thank you yeah, to I'll all your fabulous you listeners. And what a gift. Really amazing. And hope you guys like Girl with a Loaded Gun. Girl with a Loaded Gun. Here you guys go. And again, we'll see you guys Friday. And again, this has been Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. Here you guys go. Thank you, Holly. You're welcome.